phone related to our work. Let's watch the screen. in seminary I studied Hebrew and I came across this really cool word it was the word chazon it's spelled C-H-A-Z-O-W-N if you ever want to say it what you have to do is you have to act like you're clearing your throat like you're about to hack a loogie or something chazon and what it means is it means a dream or a vision in the Old Testament you can find this word in the book of Proverbs where the Bible says where there is no chazon, where there is no dream, or where there is no vision, the Bible says that the people perish. I got to thinking about so many people that I know in their work lives, what they do with their waking, productive hours. There's so many that have no dream, no vision for their work. And you know what? They're all miserable. They go through life and their work becomes something they do for a paycheck, wishing away the time, hoping for the weekend, always dreaming their life would be different, but it never is. The bottom line is, when it comes to your work life, where there is no vision, the people that I know are simply miserable. honest and the thoughts that you have about your job are written somewhere on a wall what would the wall say I hate my job my life doesn't count my life is so boring what a waste my life stinks I want out I have no future too old for this my life is pathetic my life is going nowhere I'm a loser I don't believe in what I do Bottom line is very, very serious. When it comes to your work life, where there is no chazon, no vision, people simply perish. You know what? I think God wants to do something about this. I agree. I think God wants to do something about that, don't you? Absolutely. I mean, we've been spending all of this time, this journey of ours, uh, talking about our chazon. And you remember we... Start out with the binoculars and talk about, hey, God's got a vision for our life. He's got a purpose for us. Uh, he's got something that Jesus died for us to be about, right? And then we talked about my boots, that we've got to have a foundational relationship with God. That's core to us. And we did the old GPS thing and the walkie-talkie and said, hey, we're connected. That We've got to know about uh, each other. We talked about the water bottle there and talked about our bodies, that we need healthy bodies to be able to accomplish this great zone. We talked about our wallets 
and said, hey, we've got to be able to give God everything that we have to accomplish this great vision. Today, we move on to talk about uh, our work. And you say, well, wait a minute, you don't have a prop. What's the deal, Pastor? How come no prop? I got a lot of them scattered all over the place, right? Palm branches, right? Palm branches all over the place. Well, you may not take a palm branch when you're taking this journey, right? When you're taking the hike. But you know what I want to take on my journey? Maybe, maybe it's not the palm branch, but I want to take the Hosanna, right? I want to take the Hosanna. I mean, when I'm going to work, I want to be able to go to work and say, hey, Hosanna, praise God for the opportunity that I have to excel in this work life that God has given me. Now, if we're going to take palm branches, if we're going to take that Hosanna into our work, if we're going to become people who don't do TJIF, right? Thank God it's Friday, and instead become people who are TGIM. Thank God it's Monday. Thank God it's Hosanna, it's Monday, because I get to go back and do kingdom work in the field, right? If, if we're going to be those people, we've got to understand the important implications of what the Bible has to say about the role work has, okay, and, and how we are. So let's get started in understanding, uh, understanding uh, our work, okay? First, let's just go to a basic understand, understanding to get the awareness that says, listen, God is a worker. Jesus is a worker. And we were made to be co-workers. God is a worker. Jesus is a worker. We were made to be co-workers. We come by work naturally. It's part of our created being. It's part of our created order. If you look at Genesis 1, it says, By the seventh day, God had finished his work. He finished his work. It means God is a worker. God is a worker. He worked for six days. That's why he rested on the seventh, right? He worked. As God is uh, active in the world, we need God to be a worker. How many times in your life have you get gotten in some situation and you've, you've offered up a prayer and you say something like, dear God, I can't do it. Please, God, just come and do a work. Aren't you glad God's a worker? I mean, that's what we need. We need God to come and be a worker in our lives. That's his nature. That's who he is. God is a worker. And so is Jesus. Jesus is a worker. When we get here and we celebrate with the donkey and the palms and everything, we're remembering that experience when Jesus rode into Jerusalem from the Mount of Olives and he rode into Jerusalem and all the people shouted those hosannas and everything. Why did he do that? Just to have a parade? Just to kind of get his ego, you know, uh, brushed a little bit, patted on the back a little bit with some palm branches? Of course not. He rode in. Why? Because it was his work. It was his work. That's what he came to do. That's what he came to be about. You look at John 5, Jesus says, My father has never stopped working. And that's why I keep on working. Jesus said later on, or earlier in John 4, my food is to do what God wants. He is the one who sent me, and I must finish the work that he gave me to do. Why did he ride in Jerusalem? That was his work. That was his work. He rode into Jerusalem to accomplish the work so each one of us could have a new life. He is a worker. We need him to be a worker. God is a worker. Jesus is a worker. And that means if we're created in the image of God, 
if we're to follow in the footsteps of Jesus, then it means we also are created to be workers. In fact, if we're not workers, there's a problem in the order of creation. We can see it in Genesis 2. When God was doing his work in creating, he had created uh, you know, everything there except for uh, one thing. It says, when the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, no shrubs of the field had yet appeared on the earth. No planet, plant of the field had yet sprung up. For the Lord God had not sent rain on the earth, and there was no man, no person to do what? Work. You see that? It was important. Creation couldn't move forward until Adam and Eve were created in order to be co-workers with God in the kingdom that he had created. And when he created them, next thing he did, when he created them, where did he put them? Lord God took the man, put him in the Garden of Eden to... Work it and take care of it. See, here's the adjustment in our thinking. To go from a TGIF to a TGIM, we need to understand we were created to be a co-worker with God in the kingdom of heaven. Work is what we're about. We are called to do kingdom work. You're called to do kingdom work. That's what we've really been talking about in all of this journey towards Easter is understanding that there is a vision over each one of our lives. That, that if you've been recreated in Christ and you're a Christ follower this morning, there is a vision over your life. That means there's a call on your life to do kingdom work. Ephesians 2 kind of wraps that all up for it and says, for us says, For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do some work there, hey? Some good work which God prepared in advance for us to do. That's the vision. You see, God has a vision over each one of our lives. And that kazone, that vision that He has for us, is the kingdom work that we're called to do. Now, there's an important distinction for us. It's to understand that we're called to do first and foremost kingdom work. That's our real job. Our real calling, our real work, is to be a co-worker with God in doing kingdom work. Colossians 3, it says, Do your work willingly as though you were serving the Lord himself and not just your earthly master. In fact, the Lord Christ is the one you are really serving and you know that he will reward you. Who are we really working for? We're working for Christ. That's who we work for. Why? Because our main job, our big job, the vision over our life, our kazone is our work. Accomplishing that vision is our work. Our boss is Jesus Christ. That's the highest calling in our life. The highest calling is for us to be about the work, the co-work with God in the kingdom of heaven. You say, well, okay, that's pretty cool, but I got a job. I got a job. What about my job? Here's the way it works. For some of us, for some of us, we have the great joy of being kind of in that sweet spot place where our job is also our kazone. I mean, our job is also the vision God has over our life. That through our job, we are accomplishing that vision and doing that kingdom work, right? I mean, I'm an example. I think of one of those guys. I love my job. Why? Because I'm doing kingdom work all the time. And I look at my life and I look at my past experiences and I look at my 
spiritual gifts and I look at my core values and I can see how God prepared everything for me to be about the work that I'm doing right now. I'm doing my kazon. And I am in that great sweet spot that says, hey, this is what God created me to be about. This is the kingdom work, the co-work I do with Him in the kingdom of heaven. And that's an awesome place to be. And some of you, some of you are in that same place. Some of you are in that same place where your work, your job, is also the place where you get to be a kingdom worker. That your job is not just a job, but it is the place you get to go and accomplish Jesus' work every single day. That's kingdom work every single day. Now, some of you are in a different place. Some of you are in a place where your job is vital to you. Why? Because it provides you the provision to do the vision that God has over your life. That your job may not be your kazone. Your job may not be the vision God has over your life, but your job is vital and a gift from God so that you can have the provision to do your kazone. So you may have a kazone that says, you know what, I just want to impact young people. I'm going to impact young people, or I want to work with children. And so you're going to end up this journey, and you're going to say, listen, i got to get involved in the youth program, or i got to get involved back in kids' camp. i got to start working with youth, or i got to start working with kids. Well, you're probably not going to quit your job and, and go become a youth worker necessarily or a children's minister. Maybe you will, but high probability you may not, right? You need your job so that you can earn the provision that allows you on the weekends or in the evenings to do the kazone, the vision for your life. Does that make sense? You see how it works? Sure. Your job is important. Why? Because God gives you your job so that you can have the provision to do the vision. He has for you. If you look at Psalm 104, Psalm 104 talks about how God keeps providing in His creation, for all His creation. He just keeps providing, 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 okay? Get down to verse 20, it says, And He made the darkness so the animals in the forest could come out at night. Lions roar as they hunt for the food you provide. So the lions come out at night, and when they come out at night, what do they get? Provision, right? The food that God provides. They get provision. Verse 22, but when morning comes, they return to their dens. Then we go out to work until the end of the day. Why do we go out and work till the end of the day? Well, same thing. For our provision. We go out and work for our provision. In fact, the Bible has some really strong words for us to tell us how important it is that we take our work, our job, seriously. The Bible just uh, gets in our face, like in First Corinthians, First Timothy five, about the importance of our being serious about jobs. Okay, it's a give the people these instructions. People, this is for you, so that no one may be open to blame. If anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. Is that harsh? That's pretty tough stuff, isn't it? If you're not serious about having a job, what did you just say? You don't understand what it is to be a Christ follower. Because jobs are important to us. They provide the provision. And if we don't have the provision, we can't accomplish the vision. That's why the Bible is so clear to us about the importance of us 
taking our jobs seriously. Second Thessalonians does the same thing. He says, we also gave you the rule. Now notice this is a rule. You see that? We give you the rule that if you do, don't work, you don't eat. Straightforward. Do I have to interpret that? If you don't work, you don't eat. Now we learn that some of you just loaf around and won't do any work except the work of a busybody. That's not the work you want. So for the sake of our Lord Jesus Christ, we ask and we beg these people to settle down and start working for a living. How important does the Bible take our jobs? Oh, very important, doesn't it? Why? Because we need a fundamental base in our jobs to be the people that God wants us to be in accomplishing our kazone, in accomplishing the vision God has for our life. That not all of us are going to do our our kazone, do that vision God has for our life every day by virtue of our job. And if that's not the case, then we need the job because it provides us provision. And without provision, we can't be the people God wants us to be. We can't accomplish what God wants us to accomplish. Second Corinthians 9. God can bless you with everything you need and you'll always have more than enough to do all kinds of good things or good works for others. See how provision works? Our jobs provide us provision. Provision provides us the opportunity to do the vision of what God wants in our life so that we can impact others. That's why the, God, why the Bible takes our jobs so seriously. Second Corinthians 9 also says, God gives seed to the farmers and provides everyone with food. He will increase what you have so that you can give even more to those in need. You'll be blessed in every way and you'll be able to keep on being generous. What's the whole deal? We need an attitude adjustment around our jobs. Our jobs, according to the Bible, are vital. They're what God gives us so that we can accomplish the vision, so that we can live out that kazone that we've been so earnestly working toward uh, in these days. The other reason our jobs are important to us is our jobs put us out in the mission field. Our jobs put us out in the mission field. Now, when you get up and you go to work on Monday, you can shout that Hosanna, why? Because you get to go back out into the mission field where you can make a difference for Christ, where you can do the calling that God has on your life. When you're here, you're surrounded by a whole lot of Christ followers. We, we hope there's some folks in the room who haven't got it figured out yet, and you're here inquiring, and we're glad you're here. If you don't know Christ yet, we want to introduce you. Just keep coming. But a lot of us probably are already Christ followers. And it's really cozy and really comfortable and really good for us to be together with one another. But when we go to our work, when we go back out there to our jobs, who are we surrounded with? Lots of non-believers, aren't we? We're surrounded with lots of non-believers. See, our jobs are vital to us because we have a higher calling in our lives. And our job is the place we can go out there and get not only provision, but we can live out the vision and we can reach other people through our work. We can reach other people through our work. When you go to the uh, when you go to your work on uh, on Monday, when you go to work tomorrow, just think about, just look around the office or look around the place you work, wherever it is. Just look around and just just start take account of the number of people that you don't know whether they're a Christ follower or not. I think you'd be amazed. 
You see, I believe that God has put you in your job in a mission field. He's put you in the place where you can accomplish your vision. He's put you in a place where you can accomplish what He wants to co-work with you to reach other people. That's what uh, Matthew 9 is all about, right? He said, he said to His disciples, Man, there's a large crop out there in the fields, but there are only a few workers. Ask the Lord in charge of the harvest to send out workers. See that? To bring it in. Your jobs are great for us. Hosanna, we got jobs because not only are they provision, not only are they possibly vision, but they're also the field. They're the place we can go out there and really make a difference in other people's lives. We can carry the Hosanna because our jobs provide us that witness that we can make. Now, here's what's really cool. Remember, we started today saying God is a worker and his first big work was creation. If you listen to the Apostle Paul in Romans 1, Paul says... When God was doing his work in, his cre- in creation, the reason he was doing it was to make a witness. He did his work of creation so that nobody could just look at the world and say, yeah, I wonder where that came from. But his work was his witness. How cool is that? Our jobs become the place that we have the witness that we can live working for our boss, live according to our zone and our vision, and we can be out there making a difference for the kingdom because the field is there. We know there's unbelievers all around us, and we can do the job Jesus has called us to do. We're workers, just like God is supposed to be workers. Thessalonians says, To make it your ambition and definitely endeavor to live quietly and peacefully, to mind your own affairs, And to work with your hands, that's your job, as we charge you. Why? So that you may bear yourself becomingly and be correct and honorable and command respect of those on the outside, those of the outside world. You see, our job can become our witness. Just like God's job in creation was his witness. Now, there may be some in your room that are sitting there today and saying, you know, that's all great, Pastor. That's all cool. But guess what? I'm retired. Got any out there? Yeah, some of you are out there, okay? And you're saying, that's all really cool for all these young people. You tell them, get back to work. Yeah, that's good, right? But me, hey, I'm retired. No, no, you don't understand them. When it comes to the call God has in your life, when it comes to your cousin, when it comes to the vision God has over your life, there is no retirement from vision. There's no retirement. In fact, here's the cool thing about retirement. If you're in retirement, presumably you have retired because God has already taken care of your provision, correct? That you're retired because you already got provision figured out, that God has provided amply for you, and so provision is no longer the issue. If provision is no longer the issue, what do you have left? You have all the time in the world to be a kingdom builder and to extend the kingdom of heaven. Retirement is like the time where you can concentrate on the kazone, the vision that God has for your life. Ecclesiastes, I love Ecclesiastes, great book. It says, I know the best thing we can do, this is the best thing that we can do, is to enjoy life. Hosanna. Because God's gift to us is happiness when we get our food and drink and 
from the work we do. Now, retired people, I want you to have happiness your whole life, don't you? That means you've got to be at work in the kingdom of heaven. You've got to be at work in your kazon, in the vision God has for your life. That's part of our happiness. That's the Hosanna. The Hosanna is getting up on Monday morning, whether you're retired or whether you're going out to your job for provision or whether you're going out to your job because it's your kazon and vision for your life. No matter what it is, you're going out there and saying, thank God, Hosanna, it's Monday because this week is going to be a kingdom week. It's going to be a kingdom week. And I'm going out in the field to make a difference for Christ. That's how we enjoy life. That's the Hosanna. Ecclesiastes says again, what's the best thing to do in the short life that God has given us? Good question. Well, I think we should enjoy eating, drinking, I agree, and working hard. That is what God intends for us to do. Suppose you're retired and you're very rich and you're able to enjoy everything that you own. Then go ahead and enjoy working hard. This is God's gift to you. You see, that's the gift. That's the Hosanna. Those Hosanna is no matter where we are in life, no matter where we are, whether it's job or kazon, no matter where we are, whether it's kazon or provision, no matter where we are in this whole movement of this journey that we're on, it's the opportunity to make a difference for the kingdom of heaven. And that's joy. That's Hosanna. That's what drove Jesus to get on a donkey and to go into Jerusalem. Because he knew everything that was going to happen. He knew the hard work that was in front of him. But he knew it was your freedom. He knew. And he could say, thank God it's Hosanna Day. Thank God it's Monday. Thank God it's the day for me to go into Jerusalem. Because in this work, you're going to be set free. Let's watch the screen. What's it going to be for you? Life as it is, or life as it could be? When it comes to your work life, where there is no kazon, where there is no vision, the people perish. Like so many, you might say, I hate my job, I'm sick of this, I don't like what I do, life is so boring and dull, my, my life doesn't matter. Or you might seek the one who created you. Examine the core values that God placed deep within your heart. Look at the gifts that he's given you even the first day that you were born. Examine the experiences that God has used to prepare you for this moment. And where those overlap, God will show you his kazon for your work life. So, 
What's it going to be for you? Life as it is or life as it could be? Remember, when it comes to your work life, the Bible teaches us where there is no vision, the people simply perish. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. What a great journey we've been on. And we know it's all about you. We know that you want to reveal to each one of us that great vision you have over our lives, that we can just live lives that make a difference for your kingdom. So today we just pray over our work, over the work you have for us to do and and following in the footsteps of Jesus and over the job you have us to do for either our cazone or just for provision. We know it's important. It's foundational. And so we ask that you would lead us into a great Monday. Lead us into a Hosanna Monday. That we can just go ahead and enter into that mission field like Jesus marched into Jerusalem. And and we can go in there and know that we carry a message that can set people free. That we can receive that provision that allow us to live the vision. Father, we put all this into your hands because we don't want to live just boring lives. We don't want to live worthless lives. We don't want to hate, hate what we do. We want to enjoy life to its fullest and be those people who accomplish great things for the kingdom of heaven. We ask all of it in Jesus' name. Amen.